Welcome to Get Celebritized with Araya McGarry. Araya is an Emmy award-winning TV show host, producer, director, author, and so much more. In 1999, Araya was told she would never speak again after having her left vocal cord nerve removed during cancer surgery. But against the odds and facing adversity head on, she found her voice, literally. And now she uses it to tell great stories of hope and inspiration to help motivate entrepreneurs to earn more, live more, and give back more. Now, let's get celebritized. Now, here's your host, Araya McGarry. Well, welcome back, everyone, to Get Celebritized. And I say welcome back because for the first time, I am doing a part two from one of my celebrity interviews. This woman, trust me, is worth a part two because the first time we didn't even have a chance to really dive deep into what she's doing now and how she can help and support you and people you know. So it's none other than Barbara Majeski from the Today Show. And we had just gotten to talk about how she got on the Today Show and all that good stuff, but there's so much more. So I'm going to bring her back up right now. She's a TV personality and a lifestyle expert for the Today Show. She's a survivor of stage three colon cancer. She is an influencer of hope for sure on all social media platforms, including she has over 34,000 fans and followers like myself right there on Clubhouse, because I'm definitely one of her fans, and over 22,000 strong and growing on Instagram. So let's bring up Barbara Majeski right now to the show, Get Celebritized. So good to be here. It's so funny you're bringing up those two. Would you believe TikTok is my biggest platform and I'm is on there really? like never? Oh, yeah. Well, how my, many followers? I think 60, 65,000. <laughs> well, uh, now I have to go over to TikTok and see you. I dabble over there and I get, you know, a little bit and then I forget about it. And I'm going to go over there now. So, well, since we're on that, Barbara, you and I are obviously not 20 years old. We're a little over 20. Why TikTok? And what are you gaining from being on TikTok? Let's jump into that. You know, I think the point that what I'm always trying to teach is never pre, never judge anything. Mm -hmm. Get cur get curious about everything and dip your toe into the water. And I didn't learn this until after getting through cancer and my marriage imploding in a dumpster fire where I just started to abandon judgment. I had to learn all the things the hard way. And Araya, I have to say like the the I know, like, it's just like everything you can grow through anything. Yeah. Uh, cancer and my marriage, fa like, falling apart were such blessings because I used to stand in such judgment of so many things. And when all of a sudden you're confronted with your own, like, situation, you'd be surprised the decisions that you make. I used to judge people for staying in a bad marriage. I'd be like, oh, my God, I would never. <laughs> like, I had... Right. I'd be so sanctimonious. Like, oh, my God, I would like I would just leave. And then my dumpster fire happens. And I was mm -hmm. like, oh, shit, I can't just leave. I have three kids and it's I have so a life and it's so much more complicated. It really but it really like you're dating, you know, dating, you can break up. It's so different. And Barbara, you're in the media, so you'll appreciate this. When I first did my book, I Won't Survive, I'll Thrive. And I did all these news. I did this book tour. And the one thing that kept coming me back, I must have done 400 radio shows on this one topic. And my publicist at the time came up with it. And it was just a hottest topic. And every news 
news industry at every radio show want to know why does a woman stay in an abusive relationship? You know, so I had to repeat myself a million squillion times and you don't get the black and white answer. You get the answer that isn't an answer. And we were just talking about that. So, yeah, I get it. You know, it's just so true. You have to kind of go through things so that you can grow through them. Yeah. I would have never been, you know, just in this space of like lack of judgment where I don't, I no longer judge things. Like I get curious and it is the most powerful, the most powerful decision you can make in transformation because it really does come down to a choice. You can either judge it or you can get a little curious about it. I love that, Barbara. Saying curious, you're not just saying just don't judge. You're giving us something else to think about. Don't judge. Be curious curious, ask questions. I love that. Gives them something else to do. Mm -hmm. And I think in this climate, even with like all the Mm anti-Semitism and racism and what people are saying with Kanye West and Kyrie Irving, and I'm like, stop judging, start asking more questions Mm -hmm. and to find resolution, get curious, you know, and start finding out, well, where there's smoke, there's fire. Maybe it's not what people are saying. It's, it's how they're saying it, which is becoming Mm -hmm. offensive, but maybe there's more. And I just feel this sense of like, wow, that's like some pretty fiery stuff coming at you. So anyway, I, I had to learn the hard way, you know, of, of, being less judgmental and sanctimonious, like, um, I know everything and just more like curious. I love that we're curious too. And you know, you're in the media and so am I, and we get, until you experience yourself, I know you have gotten some false blocking and some false stuff going on of all things. I've had wrong things totalized it about me in major magazines for the crazy and until you experience that you realize not everything you read is true about celebrities or anyone you've got to stop like you said get careers ask questions and some things just aren't our business either can't just jump on the guilty train and i know barbara you've had some trouble with the press and some horrible things happen that is so ironically (laughs) stupid i can't even imagine how you go through that what do you say to people that go through something that's completely a lie and it's so outrageous. If you want to talk about it, you can. If not, I understand. Yeah, no, you're the, you're the influencer of hope. Give them hope because yeah, so many people. I think there's this faith that everything is happening for you. Everything you're not given anything you can't handle. And although at times the burden might seem heavy, there's never anything I've gone through that didn't help me grow as a human being and give me more muscles of compassion, knowingness, like knowingness, like be able to dig from this well of understanding. And I think that's what's made me a more dynamic influencer, speaker, keynote, like whatever it might be is like, oh, I I got you because I've been there. I'm not speaking from a place of like probability or I read it in a book. I'm actually speaking a lot of times from a path that I have traveled and it's given me such a depth of knowingness that I'm truly grateful for. So right now for all the listeners that are tuning in, I am, uh, permanently suspended off of Twitter. I have also been restricted on Facebook. And it's been like, I'm like, why would you attack me? There's pedophiles. There are true terrorists, criminals. There are criminals literally all over social media. And you chose me. And it's not even true what they're accusing you of, which is absolutely. So I'm being, I'm being, so I'm Jewish. My, my maiden name is is Schwartz. I am 100% Ashkenazi Jew. My parents are Jewish. My father, um, 
was born on a train escaping Russian persecution. And my grandparents are Holocaust survivors. I am kicked off of platforms because they believe I'm anti-Semitic. I'm actually the other side of that. I am very committed to speaking of the Holocaust and making sure that we remember remember the Holocaust so it doesn't repeat itself. But it has been interpreted that I am anti-Semitic and because that everything is artificial intelligence, I have no way to, you know, kind of combat it. It's like, I'm like, I submit a like, um, I think you misinterpreted what I was trying to talk about. Um, And it's it's frustrating. Um, But then again, if I look at it in a global perspective, I'm like, there's something wrong here. I'm like, I'm being canceled for being anti-Semitic without judge, judge or jury or trial. I'm like, right. They just canceled you. They blocked you. And then he, they don't even know who you are and look at your history. And then wait, Jewish. Araya, I mean, and to dive deeper into it, which I think there's so much value in this story because mm-hmm. I can really speak from a space of like, oh my God, I'm being attacked as a Jew for being anti-Semitic. And when I, when I know, when I unpack this, so in 2015, wait for this, I hosted a Holocaust survivor event in Princeton, New Jersey. It was standing room only. I'm telling you, we packed the place beyond capacity because I honored the 15 survivors that were still alive during that time. And during the, I was the co-chair. I was also the MC. When I tell you, you could have heard a pin drop and it'll probably be the most profound event that I ever host in my lifetime. I'm like not doing the service to the, to the event. And in that event, Araya, I said, I will, if I will stand up, if I see atrocities of tyranny or, you know, mistreatment of others or in, in inequality. And I, I, I literally am like, and that's like embedded in my subconscious mind. So now I'm being, I'm on the other, I'm back in the trenches, almost like um, it's, it's mind blowing. So uh, it's fascinating that we're in this space right now. And I'm okay with being, um, I'm, I think I'm supposed to be where I'm supposed to be, although it's frustrating and it's yeah. compromising my life, but I, I, I'm like, I know, I just wish there was something we could do too. That can somebody like knock on them and say, hello, do you know who Barbara is? You're, you're accusing the wrong person. I could see, I know we don't have freedom of speech anymore on, on social media. Not really. Like, even if somebody says something they really believed and like, oh my gosh, she believes that. And then they, because a lot of that's going on and that's fine. If you don't agree with people, but for you to be blocked because of anti-Semitism is just like a joke. I mean, just absolutely ridiculous. It is, but how powerful, like, and I, that's the thing that I keep going to for anybody who's going through something tough. Um, Be grateful for it, because Mm -hmm. I do believe the universe gives you only what you can handle and that tough times don't last, but tough people do. And Mm -hmm. when it's just this, um, I remember when I was going through cancer and somebody said this to me and it might be very quippy and cliche, but it is so true. Like the universe gives the toughest battles to the strongest soldiers. So although I'm like, why are you throwing another battle in front of me? Like, have I not warriored up enough? Yeah. Have I not shown I you? I'm, I'm like a character for you. And builds character. Okay, I'm a character. Stop. I am Disney on ice. Okay. <laughs> I have more character in my pinky yes. than most people have in their entire being. So if we could just pump the brakes. But we are, I feel like we make this, there's something, Araya, so like 
for me, I go to like the spiritual contracts and I do believe I made a contract in some sort of form or fashion of like, I will fight against injustice. I will, I, I will stand up. So I have some, I posted something on social media yesterday and this girl, she, she, yeah, she, people are coming at me and it's like the most benign thing. I'm like, oh really, this is what you're picking up. But these people just come at me and I'm like, they uh, all that's what I'm saying to me to myself right now is that although I'd rather be on the side of more pop I'd want to be popular I want to be liked I want to be queen of the prom I want to be I want to win homecoming queen I want to be on the homecoming court (laughs) I want to be like Miss Congeniality I want to win all the things for some reason I am on this side of popularity right now but when I and I hope that your listeners this lands for somebody that you are put in these positions because you are capable of these positions and you are supposed to flex this Mm -hmm. internal muscle. So that's where I'm at right now of like, why are you giving me this bag of garb? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Well, you hit a lot of good things on the head with that, Barbara. Like we were given, well, we're never, I always believe we not ever given more than we can handle. We're always, do constantly question God, like, oh, Lord, I have to go through this now. Didn't I just come out of that? And how much muscles do I actually need? But I agree with you, too. I feel we have a calling and you have this passion now to stand up. So before we get into all that you're doing now to help others and your coaching and your challenges, and you have an amazing podcast I want to talk about, give the listeners and the viewers some advice now, because we've been talking about the social media. What is your best advice? Should people, and I know I got a lot of young women will listen to my show as well. Should they stand up and be a voice, but but risk being canceled is a way to come back. Like give us some advice on this new landscape. How much do you speak up? Do you, how can you be a warrior for injustice when you get shut down and Mm. now you have no platform? What say you? So I really feel there's a couple of things I want to give advice on. Number one, listen twice as much as you speak. You need to understand what the other side is saying so that you really can validate what you are advocating for. And I find that people that come at me actually don't listen and they stay firm in their narratives and their beliefs and their affirmations. And I'm like, Um, I just need you to listen to the other side because I think if we listen more, we can actually articulate our side more or we're going to become more compassionate to the other side and then find that we come together. And I do feel that we're stronger together. Like I I do, I feel very, um, I feel this like sense of movement of like, if we can just figure out how to come together and not be so apart, you know, like Kanye yeah. West actually could be a catalyst for real progressive change in both the black community and the Jewish community. If we allow it to, if we allow it to further divide us, we are screwed. Mm-hmm. But if we see that both of these cultures, ethnicities, what have you are are stronger and better together, man, we can do some shit in this world. Um, Yeah. So I feel like number one, listen twice as much as you speak, know the other side of the argument, two ears, one mouth, listen twice as much as you speak. Um, And when you, when you find your space of belief, 
don't be afraid to speak up, even if your voice is shaking. And that's a quote, I believe, by um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Um, You don't have to be liked and you can be the juiciest peach on the planet. Not everybody's going to like peaches, but you are here to leave a legacy and an impact and an, you know, a a value. Uh, But you're not going to give much value if you aren't as much of a listener as you are an advocate. So. Great advice. Great advice. If there's more listening going on, more empathy, more more understanding and, and agree to disagree, because I think if you listen, if you disagree with someone, that's great. Give your voice, give your pain. We can only have more conversations and less shutdown, you know, and stop blocking everybody. If anybody would have taken that moment on Twitter or Facebook to ask you some questions and maybe come on your comments and say, you know, explain whether whatever it is that they thought that you, you said. One hundred percent their answer but it could have been more powerful so i was shut down by the jews i was shut by down by the anti-defamation league i'm like what i i I literally donate to the holocaust survivor museum in washington dc and you are one i mean your family is one i I grew up with my grandparents as holocaust survivors i i have stories after story after story after story of how they imparted to me of like never let this happen again and um, I give money to the Holocaust. So I had posted an article from the Holocaust Museum, the Holocaust Survivor Museum in Washington, D.C. on the Anti-Defamation League to remind them of like, you know, this is where the Holocaust started when the Jews were being mistreated and under false, a false narrative that they were spending, spreading um, typhus. Um, and I got shut down. And I think I the power in that of like a Jew being shut down for it's like I, right. I, I, as angry as I am, I think I'm like the strongest voice in this space of like we got problems here. We it's have serious problems. You. Y'all yeah, don't, y'all, you, you don't want to listen. That you don't even want to listen to those who want to make sure that this Holocaust doesn't happen again. We have big problems. So mm-hmm. as much as I um, don't, I'm like. As like we said, Araya, like, I'm like, I don't really, I'm like, I'm just a suburban mom. I, yeah. really, I want to run my podcast. I like to do television. Mm. I don't really want to be in conflict. I'm not I like, I, I, I like people liking me. I want to be queen of the prom. I said that already. Yet here I am in yes. this crossfire yeah. with like, and I, I ask myself, Araya, all the time, I'm like, why, why me? And then I I'm can like, already tell. I can already tell, Barbara, from what you're saying, you're called for something bigger. You're not. I don't want to just say, oh, suburban housewife. You can't just say that because you're out there. And there's nothing wrong with being a suburban housewife. We've all. I'm in the suburb. I, I love it. I, I love like. It I just want to go to. That's what I'm calling for you. Right. I just want to go to the swim meet this afternoon. I don't feel like uh, battling for, you know, equality right now. I just, I want to go to a swim meet, but you know, um, I I just want to be in peace, but you do, you've always been uh, very um, outspoken about you're a philanthropist. I was listening to, everybody's got to listen to part one of this interview we had last week because it's so good. You talk about how you got on the Today Show, that you are a loud voice, that you're a loud voice for nonprofits and for the disabilities because your brother was, um, had a, um, a, uh, was a disability um um fragile uh, well, my sorry? brother my brother has a neurological impairment yes. yes yes and you did this wonderful nonprofit event charity event you want to be the voice so i believe like myself i want to be the voice for good news the voice for good people there's a bigger calling on us when we have that as far not bigger not more important but just god has given us this voice this power this this um percolation experience that not gonna go smooth for us you know we're not gonna just be able to sit back and go to the swimming we're gonna be preaching at the swim meet about injustice and and standing up for the little guy and standing up 
for the woman who can't speak for herself or the children or yeah. whoever doesn't have a voice. It's just get used to it. It's going to be our journey. Enjoy it because God has really picked and selected. The universe has selected an amazing person in you, Barbara, because you're passionate and you're willing to speak up. You really are. So enjoy the journey. You will always be starting a battle in the middle of a battle or coming out of a battle, but they're good battles for good causes. Because at the end of this, we're going to talk about your legacy and your legacy is going to be very profound because of all this. And your kids are watching you and going to be doing big things too because their mom does and i love the story you told i'll have to listen to part one for that as well when they see mom doing things like that make them go wow they'll be wow as well so really excited about that all right well now we know that you have come through some stuff okay you're still going through it again never ends it's all good but i want to talk to the viewers and the listeners about now how you went from are you one are you still on the today show because i know i want to talk about your journey now is a little bit different because you've really expanded in your walk and how you serve your community and audience it's not i don't want to say just on the today show but it's gotten so much bigger so tell us if you're still there and what's happening you know the truth is i lead with intention and i think this is something that everybody can always i can hear this every single day and it hits me in a million different ways on a different every different day and i think when we start our day with the understanding of like what is our intention today and I do believe we get out, you know, we, we're here to live our best life. God, the universe, your spirit guides, whatever you want to like subscribe to, it's irrelevant to me, um, wants us to live our best life, happy, healthy, wealthy, wise, like we really do. And I think that I always go to like intentionality of like, okay, what's my, you know, what's my intention? So when I started out in TV, my intention was like, you know what, I just really want to amplify my profile, my voice and put myself out there. Because the back part of that was the more of a voice I have, the better, the, the more, more ears I can hit about speaking for the most vulnerable, like using our voice for good, you know, using our voice of value or using our gifts if not our voice. So my gift is my voice, my gift of gab, right? Um, that everybody has <laughs> gifts, <relate>. right? <laughs> uh, but everybody's got their gifts. Like use your gift of living in service of others. Oprah told me that. She's like, success is a byproduct of living in service of others. Okay, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. We can't let you slide back there. Like, yeah. Now Oprah told me this. So, so you and Oprah, you're close. So- <laughs> <laughs> you know, we need to. That's a stretch, but I love that because it's just, it's just how I placed it. That is like the interpretation. Uh, so let me be very frank with everyone. I met Oprah, like we all meet Oprah. I was at the Oprah show when she was doing her Oprah show. I raised my hand in the after show and believe it or not, there were, everybody's raising their hand. I'm this little nugget. If you meet me in real life, I am not that big. So I'm this little nugget in some corner seat and, and like not even like centrally located. I'm in some seat, who knows where. And uh, you know, uh, and I'm 31 years old. The last I, year. But she saw me and I think that was energy. I think I was like, Oprah, I really sincerely have a, like a sincere question. And I asked her, I said, what kind of advice? So that's how I met Oprah. Okay, let's just cut to the, this is my Oprah story. I love it. Started your whole journey being on TV. Okay, I love it. It wasn't like we were hanging out to have breaking bread and I was like hanging out with Stedman, you know, breaking cigars. I mean, I was at the Oprah show and I asked her a question that I happen to ask her a very good question, I think. And what was, you know, uh, what what advice would you give to somebody who aspired for your level of success? And she said, you can't success is just a byproduct success is a byproduct like let that land success is a byproduct of living in service and helping others and i think that's just been my like my my um 
my compass, you know, like, are you serving? What's your intention? I always go to that. And Araya, it's just every time I go to that, it's like it reroutes my ship that maybe has gone off course. I'm like, what's your intention? My intention is to live a really great life, live a life of service and advocate for those who can't speak for themselves. Like all of a sudden my ship yeah. that is like real, like gone into like who knows where is like back right on so, track. Mm-hmm. And that's really profound. I hope everybody really got that and rewind that one because that's really smart. And it reminds me of what I say, like what goes around comes around. When you're doing what you're meant to do, good things happen. Doesn't mean we don't have hard times, but those are all part of what we just talked about, <laughs> making it even better. We wouldn't be talking about divorce, you know, life after divorce, life after cancer, life after all this. If we didn't personally go through that. It gives us that soapbox and everybody has their own soapbox. Some choose to stand on it and some choose to, to hide behind it. And we hope, you know, women like you and me, Barbara, that do use our voice. We're just very passionate. We want everybody to use the voice or grab someone like you and me to say, we'll help you be the voice for you. And that's where that spotlight comes in, whether it's your podcast or a television show or anything else and your coaching as well. So let's talk about that because that was really great advice. I love it. So you're still on the Today Show or not? And you're moving on to coaching. You're doing so many great things. I want to know all about it. So I just did a great segment on the Today Show, uh, a Halloween DIY segment. We're heading into Christmas. So, it's, you know, whenever anybody hears this, um, but I'm always doing the Today Show. I, I usually do their Super Bowl segments, their summer segments. Is it like monthly or weekly or how often do you go on it? I would say like uh, four to six times a year, depending on the year. COVID definitely put a little kink in that. Um, But I'm on TV, I'd probably say once a month. It depends on the show. So I do get offers a lot to do different. I mean, a lot. And I'm like, and that took me a long time before I became like popular enough to be like, oh, Barb's an ace and like Barb's a home run ball. Like book her. She'll just show up and do her shit. Like that took me a while to to build up. Now I'm more discerning because there's so much work that goes involved. There is. What's the best gig that you've had so far because you're on the Today Show? I think that'd be interesting to know. Okay. So there's nothing like the Today Show. Let's just say that hands down. Uh, um, I only want to say that because the Today Show is so iconic Mm -hmm. and being on the plaza and just there's something magical about um, being, center. It's, there, there's nothing like it. so like when I'm there and just taking the background the BTS the back, behind the scenes pictures like it's not lost on me I mean this is like where like serious shit went down Katie Couric Matt Lauer I mean mm-hmm. uh Brian um uh Brian Kimball like I mean this place oh, you're talking my whole life yeah I was born and raised in New York City you know um, New York center all my will, life love it um Wilford, who am I thinking of? Does the Smuckers? Oh, Willard does. Uh, Willard Scott. Willard yes. Scott. Yes. Uh, you know Al Roker. I mean, we're mm-hmm. talking like legends. we the American morning TV legends. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Fox and Friends is actually one of the easiest shows to do because they are like, hey, Barb, we really, they appreciate me. They appreciate my professionalism. Uh, they appreciate my competency and they kind of just give me a lot of bandwidth. They, what they're they really, what have you done? They're like, hey, Barb, will you do the World Cup thing? And I'll be like, oh, okay. They're, they're like, Barb, what are you doing? And I'll be like, list of few things and they're like great we'll see you monday we'll see you tuesday they are very like they just 
um, they kind of parent the way that I parent, which is like, I believe in you and I know you're going to do a great job. So here, take the ball and run with it. Um, and I appreciate that. They don't um, overmanage me. And I, I just, and I enjoy the energy at Fox and Friends, believe it or not. So yeah. everyone's like, wait, Fox and Friends is this today show? Like you're like all over the place. That's but not remember, far from you though. If they know location wise, it's not far in New York. Politically. <laughs> I know that. I knew you were going. But location wise, you know. <laughs> location wise, we're all we're in block we're walking distance. Um, but politically, we are actually on opposite sides of the universe, not even on the other side of the right. world. Even. And then look at that. You can still work together. I'm sure that shocks some people. Like, why are you a fox? And and here you are, and you're saying, you know, they're nice to work with and they work with you and all conversations, all voices. Well, let me say this, Araya. I think I cannot appreciate people's opinions, or I don't like some people's opinions, but it doesn't mean I don't like them. Exactly. Well said. Well said. Feel the same way. Well said. So now you got some more gigs because the Today Show, you're still there. We're going to be looking for you on all sorts of platforms now as well. And now you've got extra time on your hands because you do that as you see fit as far as when they need you. It's called a gig. You do these gigs there, which is wonderful being a contributor. But you have more time on your hands and you are a go-getter. You are not a slothful person. Just want to sit back and eat bonbons in between shows. So now what are you into? Because this is what's really serving so many more people on a more personal level because everybody's raving about your programs down your challenges and your podcasts mm-hmm. oh my god they're so fun um and thank you for bringing it up so it's interesting people the, the impetus for all this people would always ask me far how'd you get on tv and i'd be like well i hired a media trainer and you ever just answer something you're like that's not the answer i'm like well but i did but what i realized is there's so much more than just buying educational classes, buying coaches, buying books, buying supplements, buying Pelotons, membership subscriptions. I realize it's not the buying that gets you the things. It's doing the things that get you the things. I didn't get on TV because I bought access through a media trainer. I actually really studied television. I really studied um, how to how to speak, how to articulate myself, how to speak in sound bites. I did. I practiced and I studied and then I practiced some more and then I invested in myself. And so the the impetus for me launching these programs. So I run challenges right now. Um, sometimes I do intensives, which are 14 day intensives. And other times I do challenges, which are like we set one micro non-negotiable, which is my workout holiday challenge, which I'm running right now. The concept is, is I know you know what to do, but actually consistently doing it, I think yeah. people, we just get, we buy the guitars and they get dusty. We buy the Pelotons, we get dusty, the books, that Rosetta Stone. So my courses now are like, okay, wait a second. There's a gap between knowing what you need to do and actually doing it. And that gap yeah. is discipline and commitment and consistency. I know you want the outcomes and I know you're willing to invest. Those are the two things that are I know about people. They they want the outcomes and they are willing to make the investments. Like people are spending millions of dollars to get the things, but it's the that abyss of the doing mm-hmm. that people struggle yeah. with. And that's my niche of like, no, no, no. I'm gonna make you do the things because I'm gonna put you in my accountability group and I'm gonna be like Hey, <laughs> so I teach yeah. accountability, I teach, but I, I don't, I don't use the word accountability because that's so like 
vanilla and I'm not vanilla. I'm like multi-flavored. Um, I just, I, I, I teach and I help and I, I really do hold people to the fire. So right now that I do a workout challenge, um, which is, so I do workout challenges throughout the year because I do believe when you commit to moving every single day, like the yeah. physical movement actually predicates all other movements in your life. So whereas people like sign up because like, I just want to get in shape. It's actually a mind shaping exercise because when you start physically moving your body on a consistent basis, you also start moving your mind of like, what else can I set my mind to? Because when you finish one of my challenges, you learn that when you set your mind to anything, you can accomplish it. Like there's this new confidence at the end of all my programs of like, if I can do this for 14 days, I can do this for 60 days or I can do this for 90 days. What else can I do? Well, I bet you can learn the guitar in 90 days. I bet you can learn a new language if you consist, if you're consistent. So that's my niche of like, I'm here to take you from information to transformation by taking action. And that's what my challenge, my challenges, my intensives, my challenge, like it resets. I'm like, and if you sign up, I'm like, you're not just going to pay me money. I don't need your, I don't need, I don't need your money. I don't, I like, I, I really want to help you. Like, I'm like, no more you want results. You want to have results. Is there power in not doing it alone? Cause so many people like they will get a book or get something, but it's that abyss in the be- in between. Like you said, do you feel that's because they're not alone and they need somebody we all do to help them navigate through. Cause you're going to have hard times in anything you're trying to do. So do you feel like that, that piece, that human piece is the important mm-hmm. part. Statistically, you're more likely to stick with something over 85% when you schedule to do it with somebody else there's a statistically epic transformation between like if you hire a personal trainer and you schedule it seven days a week you're statistically more likely to show up because when you pay number one you pay attention uh number two you don't feel like literally you would rather rip your toenails out than have to cancel on somebody and then waste money like just a lot like everyone's like oh even if you but that's really where the magic happens is when you do things and you're not in the mood and you're not motivated or inspired it's it's so much about People are so like, I, and I, so I run ambassador programs also where that's a whole coaching program. I teach leadership and um, I never say, I don't teach you how to keep people motivated. Oh, please. It's like trying to teach you how to stay crying all the time. Those are emotions. Why are you <laughs> fixated on how to keep motivated and inspired? You cannot do that, but you can teach people how to be consistent how to be diligent and how to make good choices, the better choices when you don't want to. So anyway, I I think to answer your question, the magic is like that space of like, no, you said you were going to show up today and I'm, I'm looking, where's your post? Mm -hmm. And is it annoying? It's only annoying when you don't want to do it. And, but when you do and you're finished at the end, you're like, I really appreciate that you were there and made me do it. There's so much power in the, in that, like the, the, the magic is actually in those days where you don't want to do it and you got, and you do it anyway. That's when the magic, that's when the transformation happens. I think that accountability leads to accomplishment because you're saying they're accountable and then they get, they accomplish it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like accomplishment's great. And when you accomplish just the smallest things for after like, so my, my intensives are generally 14 days, which in, just so you, so your listeners know I do 14 day intensives, which are called resets. And I'm actually doing a 14 day reset in February, which is very cool. 
for divorce A's or anybody's going through a divorce. I'm doing it with really? like these ex experts. They're called. It's going to be. So, I've never done this before, but I think it's going to be so. It's so good because it's for people that have gone through a divorce, such as me, okay. to help you get to, to to better ground. But what happens at the end is like you're like, well, if I can do that for 14 days, um, because the 14 days does loop. Like you're supposed to reloop it to get to 28 days, because 28 days leads to a habit. But they only get you for 14. And they get they me live live for 14 days. Okay, but is then, that a magic number? Do you find that's a sweet spot to have you? To days? me, that's a magic number because I think you do need that like person. That that coach that's like okay I, mean, I would think 90 days don't just <laughs> I know and and some people do and that's why I do other things but just one micro non-negotiable but the 14 day intensives what's cool about those is they reloop so I'm like all right I'm gonna keep this group open so I keep the group going. I ask them to stack or layer a new non-negotiable, set new goals, and then they reloop the 14-day intensive, but it's self-directed. Uh, but it leads to 28 days. And I like, I listen, I'm not, I don't just disappear and ghost on them. I'm not that right. They can find you. <laughs> I'm right there. I'm, I'm right there in the group kind of commenting and like adding little things, but showing them that you are capable of, you. we can rebuild, like you can rejuvenate your life. So, Anyway, it is all, there's a lot of magic in there and a lot of, at the end of it, having that reestablished confidence in yourself of like, wait a second, if I just focus on anything, I can do anything, but you have to focus on like, you have to focus on like, what is it? Your health, wealth, or your happiness, and then get hyper fixated on it. And it can move the needle in your life, you know? And that's who I'm, that's, that's my niche. People are like, Barb, what's your niche? I'm like, people that want to improve their station in life. That's it. That's great because you make us focus on one thing. So we don't come in. I want to do health, happiness, life, love. It's all right. Pick one. And that's your focus for 14 days. That's really good. That's magic right there. Because I always think of the Chinese proverb. If you chase many rabbits, catch none. Chase one. You will catch it every time because you're focused on that one. And you will outsmart it eventually. Maybe not outrun it, but you'll outsmart it. That is a damn good proverb. And it's so true. But I think we have this because in, right now in the, our culture, we're very easily distracted, diverted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like the, the shiny object object syndrome is like everywhere. Um, I Look, I, I, I'm the same way, but I'm just trying to teach people how to like focus in on one thing. And then some the 14 day intensives, are they, they're all good. Like any of my challenges, my intensives, I just love, I want to help people so. really live their best life and not do what I did, which was, I waited till I was confronted with my own mortality before I was like, all right, get your shit together. <laughs> right. Well, now it is together and you're helping others. And you'd be such a great big sister, mom, friend that I always call them that we all need a BBF. You're going to love this. I think every woman needs a BBF, that business best friend. And they're the type of best friend that you can call them in the middle of the night. And I could say, Barbara, I have a dead body in the trunk. And all Barbara would say to me was, I've got my shovel. Yeah. Where do you need me? <laughs> they don't say, now who on earth is in that trunk? And what did you do now? And oh my gosh, what trouble are you into now? It's just like, I'm here. I've got your shovel. Let's go shovel. And that is that camaraderie that you need. I feel like you're that person to your, your client that, look, you said you're going to do this. So don't give me excuses. If you want it, there you go. If not, well, you know. I I'm a ride or die kind of girl. And, and I'm also a no bullshit of like excuses your goals don't care. Like you said, you wanted this. We uh, and also like, of course, you're gonna have bad days. I think everybody yeah. thinks we live in this silo, and you're just gonna be like, 
like David Goggins in your life every single day. And it is so unrealistic. And I just try to, yeah, it looks like a Facebook feed every day. <laughs> like David Goggins, go drive, win, kill, hurt. Like, okay. Okay. Let me just regulate the bullshit. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. You have to show up. You have to show up consistently. Yes. You're going to have a day. But that one day or one bad decision doesn't mean like you're on a trajectory to trash. Go, let's let's go. Like pick, like oh, you like we're lifing. We have distractions. We have discouragements. We have disappointments. But um, it's getting back back in the zone. And I think that's where my magic is. Um, because I have experienced all those things, and I've gotten you know I. I wasn't born with a silver spoon. I wasn't born with some great metabolism or physique or anything like that. I'm like, I've had to, I fight, I fight hard. I fight hard to stay stay in my same pants size. And I, (laughs) and sometimes I fail, you know, sometimes I'm like, Oh, like right now, actually my pants are a little on the snuggie. Thanksgiving. It's okay. You know, but Barbara, I put up your website. Is that where people go? Cause I want to just land this. We say in clubhouse, we need to land our plane. And I want to make sure we just touch on your podcast. Cause I love podcasts. And so I put up your website, barbaramajeski.com. Is that where, no matter when they're listening to this or watching this down the road in the future, is that where they can go to find what your next challenges or your most recent challenges are to get in on them? Absolutely. And my podcast is called Bearing It All, which is all about the grit behind the glamour. I help dive into the backstories of celebrities, CEOs, influencers, and entrepreneurs. And I like to say everyone had chapters they didn't read out loud. And that's what I expose. You're exposing us. (laughs) And you know what? People are willing to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And what I love, honestly, Araya, is that um, even though like, I just think that being okay with the skeletons in your closet, man, and getting rid of shame and like regret and all that, man, it's not only liberating for my people that I interview, but the listeners can maybe take a look at what they're like being shameful about and say, you know what? I have nothing to be ashamed about. We're all operating from our highest state of consciousness at any given time. And sometimes we're a little bit more conscious than others, Mm -hmm. but as long as we're a work in progress, we can still be a hot mess simultaneously. Hey, what you said resonates with what you said earlier when we talked about Oprah. I remember Oprah when all that those skeletons were going to come out of, of her closet, of her past. She hit it head on. She wanted to be the one to tell the story. I mean, like who would ever blame a child? I mean, for what her, her childhood was. Did you hear me on Clubhouse that one day? Did was you that, what? I talked about that on Clubhouse the other day. Did about you, how. That's why I, I heard it. See, I'm, I'm you're rubbing so off what, on me. Talk what to me. Yeah, what I was talking about was when Oprah came out, so somebody was trying to blackmail her. That was it. Yeah, it was you. Yeah. So someone was trying to blackmail Oprah when she was like at the height of her career. And they they were like, pay me gazillions or I'm going to tell everyone that you were pregnant at 14 and you lost a child and all this thing. And she went on TV and she told her shit. She just threw her dirty laundry in America's face and not like that didn't come out as I wanted to, but she was like, I will not allow anybody to shame at me or blackmail me. And she told this crazy story that broke my heart a million and 42 places. She was really, she was molested and ultimately raped as a, as a young child, as a pre-adolescent, she got pregnant. Um, she was under so much stress that actually um, I, she lost the baby. She wasn't able to bring the baby to full term. Her mother kicked her out. 
she lived with her father. But somebody knew this story and was like, I'm going to tell all your fans what happened to you. And she got ahead of it. And when she, I felt that was such a powerful move on her behalf. I'm like, there is no shame in your story game. You made us love her more. That made us love her more. We, oh my God. I would love to know people are real people. Don't people look down on people like the royalty, like you were born rich and we don't even, they talk down about, you find someone like Oprah that built from that. None of us have an excuse. I use her an example all the time. Look at Oprah. She was not born queen of anything. And not even that. Her grandmother told her, if you're lucky, you'll work for a good white family or something like that. I was like, and Oprah was like, yeah, no, I'm going to like, so anyway, I I draw so much inspiration. That's why I run run my podcast is I want to help other people see other people's stories and see light in their own of like, listen, it's not where you came from. It's where you're going. And part of what you experience can be a catapult for success. And, you know, you, your thoughts are either, either sabotaging you or supporting you. And I just felt that moment that she came out and shared that story liberated so many people from things that they were taught to be shameful of. And instead she was like, I will not carry shame with me and allow somebody to use my story against me. And I just love, I will forever love her for that. So I'm right with you. Absolutely. So I love that. The name of your your podcast bearing it all can't wait to even listen to more more of the episodes y'all catch barbara majeski podcasting you listen to this one go over it, subscribe to hers bearing it all absolutely phenomenal i can't wait to um the next episode to the next season all the good stuff so as we close this up barbara you've been such a treasure so much fun and so open and so honest you truly do want to help others i see that you're willing to just bear it all so what a great title to your podcast well i gotta Love take you. a picture i gotta take a picture because we gotta put this on social so smile okay. Okay, there we go. This week. Hey, I will be perfect. All the good stuff. So I have a question for you before we close up. I've got the one that I always ask all my guests, but before I get to that one, Barbara, what is your wildest dream? I mean, you've done so much. You've done the Today Show. What else? But what's your wildest dream now? Ooh, my wildest dream. Oh, I just want to continue living my best life. I, I hope to have a ski house out in um out west in Aspen or Vale or Deer oh Valley. Um and really just have yearly meetings, yearly meetings, uh gatherings with my family. I hope to be married again at some point in my life. I say that and I believe it. Um I, I want the big stink of life. I want a big like big family, big love, big uh, gatherings. Um, and I see it at a ski house. I see it uh, in the snow. I don't know why I'm like from the Northeast. I just yeah. love it. Um, and just continuing to help millions of people really live their best life to get more out of their, out of their experience in well, this life. You're living that dream right now. So it's not so wild and crazy. So we'll just add the chalet and the snow and all that good stuff with it. Do you have a celebrity crush? I don't really, but I did. Uh, so I've been doing these Peloton rides with B- uh, Billy Joel. And uh, like Seriously? live. Yeah. Like, so they, they play the live music from Shea Stadium. Um, or was it Shea Stadium or was uh, like um, Yankee, Yankee Stadium, Yankee okay. Stadium, the house that Ruth built. And I am obsessed with Billy Joel's music. So I don't really have a crush on him because I wouldn't like, I wouldn't do the things. <laughs> 
Um, but I do, I like, I just want to break bread with him, I guess. Yeah, I want to be with like, him. I want to be his friend. I want to be like besties. I'm like, and you I'm could. <laughs> an array of my dream would be to be like in a Denver bar, not a Denver bar, but like in a bar, or like a downstairs bar, like piano bar. Piano, bar. piano bar in Aspen and it's snowing and he's playing the music and it's just like 40 of us in a downstairs bar just drinking brews and doing shots and just like piano man and like just not like oh that's my dream that's you know well, there's your wildest dream answer that's the answer to the wildest dream that's there my wildest dream and my that. celebrity crush all mixed into one i love it all right my last question barbara and thank you again for being here is the question i ask everyone because it's so important to live life on purpose and you're so on board with that mm-hmm. what is your legacy how do you really truly want to be remembered I think I, I, I know I want to be remembered for somebody who advocated for uh, freedom of choice, freedom of speech, uh, freedom of medical choice, um, and really spoke against popular, the popular narrative. And um, I, I just, I, I, I really do want to feel like I'm an advocate on the right side of history. So it's not yeah. easy, but um, nothing's easy. It's okay. That but you were definitely a voice. You're definitely going to be, I can see just, you know, you gave a voice to some of the voiceless. You gave a voice to those who didn't have one. You're definitely a supporter and a friend. So I see a lot of really good things in your legacy. Thank and you. It's going to remember and walk well because of you. Thank Barbara, you. thank you so much for being here. I absolutely adore you. BarbaraMajewski.com. Go check her out. Bearing it all on podcasting. See her on the Today Show. She's absolutely magnificent. And I, you know I love you, Barbara. Thank you for being here. And hopefully she'll come back next year and give us an update on where she is now. Because we can do a, a whole episode. Where are they now? And Barbara will lead the path. I love it. Well, thanks, thanks Barbara. Thanks, okay. Bye from Get Celebritized. Earn more, live more, so you can give back more. Have a great rest of your day. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to Get Celebritized with Araya McGarry. We hope this episode inspires you to earn more, live more, and give back more. To learn more about Araya, visit her website, arayamagarry.com, and make sure to follow her at Araya McGarry Productions on Instagram, and join her on Clubhouse at Celebritize Your Business. And don't forget to rate and review this podcast. Thanks again for listening to Get Celebritized with Araya McGarry.